Welcome, everyone. We're back with the We Are Wrestling podcast. I am your host, Viper Freeze, a.k.a. Viral Viper, with my co-host. Renegade Enigma. I don't have no a.k.a., so just call me Renny if you want. Okay, Renny, we got a lot of stuff to talk about, so let's just jump right in. All right. The big story this week, NXT to USA, not to be confused with the NXT UK and NXT USA, but NXT on the channel USA. Exactly, exactly. So, how do you feel? I'm not okay with it, to be honest with you. Now, let me, like, um, say, there's a lot of argument on Twitter, like, oh, I'm boycotting it, I'm not watching it no more. No. Give it a chance, and then if you don't like it, then boycott it. Because my fear is, okay, it's going to go on the network, and the network's going to have control of it, which they have control of Raw and SmackDown, certain aspects. Also, Vince McMahon's going to get his dirty hands on him, uh, on it, and whatever, and like, possibly, keyword possibly, ruin it. There's a chance this could be the biggest thing ever, you know, man. So, I'm on the negative side of things, but... I'm open to the good side of things. That's the problem with the fans. Like, they're either 100% for it or 100% against it and don't see the other side. You see, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I understand. I totally get it. Yeah. Like, to me, this is like nothing but positives. Exactly. Like, I, I see nothing but positives because, okay, the wrestlers are getting paid. It's going to be more airtime for all the wrestlers that they have. And even if Vince does get his hands on it, once he starts messing it up and it's like he can't do anything with it, he's going to give the control right back to Paul. Yeah. Once he control back to Paul, it'll be it'll be perfect. Because he knows what he's doing with the product. By the way, by Paul, he means Paul Levesque, Triple H, Hunter. Just not to be confused with Paul Heyman, for those of you that don't know. <laughs> or Paul Ellering. Could <laughs> No. <laughs> but yeah, I see this as like a huge positive. I'm like I've seen so much hate and no one has even thought about, hey, well, it's a win-win for us. Like this is wrestling. This is more wrestling. Like Yeah. I I do see like if it goes under, like I believe it's gonna happen, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's gonna be exactly like you said, like uh, um, Vince is going to be like, you know what, like, you was doing good when you had it, so you take over. You know what I mean? So. And someone from Wrestling Inc. on their podcast had an idea, and I agree with it 100%. Okay. Instead of waiting till it starts to fail, let Vince take over right away. So when it starts to mess up, Vince could just be like, you know what, I'm out, I'm done. Like, let him understand that the more he's in it, the more it's going to be messed up. Exactly. Like, just give it to Vince and, like, you know what I mean? Let him, like, mess up the whole thing in the beginning and, like, he's not going to be able to handle that. His ego won't be able to let him handle that. And then he's going to turn it right over to Paul and everything's going to be fixed. Yeah, I'm going to put it to you like this. I feel uh-huh. like NXT is going to be great on USA within three years. By that third okay. year, everybody's going to be like, oh my God, this is the greatest thing ever. And the like the, positive, the other positive I see from it is once people look at it, they're going to be like, oh wow, like they should do that stuff on Raw and SmackDown. And then they start changing Raw and SmackDown and we start to get a whole new vibe of WWE, like, which we haven't had in a long time. Basically, like, Raw and SmackDown nowadays has gotten better. I guess that's attributed to um, Heyman and I, I guess Bishop. I don't know if Bishop started yet. Not really. Like, he hasn't jumped. He hasn't jumped behind the wheel yet. It's been a little bit of Paul and others running it, but Bishop haven't jumped behind the wheel yet, and I'm kind of guessing he's going to jump behind the wheel when Fox starts. Yeah. October, right? Yep. October. But yeah, like notice people, we're on opposite ends of the fence or whatever, but we're not coming at each other whatever being you know, I don't, I try not to curse on this show, but we're not being douchebags. 
to each other. Yeah, no, we had that day where we hated each other and just we were going to stop being friends. But we're over <laughs> it now. But we talked it out, though. I heard your point, which I agree with, but you heard my point and you also agree with it. But you still maintain your stance. I maintain my stance. Exactly. <laughs> this is how Twitter wrestling should be. You guys should do better. Do better. Yeah. The one thing I will say, and I told you this, though, right? And this goes for anything, right? People always be like, oh, I'm not watching it. And then go ahead and continue watching it. If it's bad and whatever, and you don't want want that particular thing, just stop watching. You know what I mean? Like, the the ratings and all that, all that is attributed to money. Hurt them in their pocket, and they'll change it exactly the way you want it. And that's that's how you get people to pay attention. Yeah, like we like we as fans, and when I, I'm not just talking about me and him, I'm talking about all of us in general, have changed stuff. Look at what we did for Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan would not be where he's at right now if it wasn't for the fans. Basically, Kevin Owens. You know I mean? Kevin Owens, yeah. Uh, Becky Lynch. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, um, few people... Since the conversations about NXT, a few people in NXT that got signed and whatnot. Cedric Alexander. Yeah. Jazzy Gabbard. Yep. Mia Yim. Mia Yim, I was just about to say her, yeah. Yeah. We have the power to change things. Yeah, just don't go complaining on Twitter and don't do anything about it. Complaining is not going to do anything about it. You have to have something behind that complaint. Exactly. Like, I'll be honest. Like, if it sucks for like, if it really, really sucks, I'm not watching it. <laughs> like, you'll get your news from him and whatever, and I'll just like sit here and like, be like, oh, okay, that was cool, that sucked, whatever. Yeah. But I'm at least gonna give it a chance. You know. Give it at least three months. Yeah, but yeah, um, I don't know if you want to say anything else about this subject. No, just people just give it a chance and see what happens, and then we'll go from there. Exactly. But, um, yeah, I guess the Raw SmackDown recap, I guess. Yeah, let's go with the Raw SmackDown recap. You're going to have to do most of this because this is going to be a current thing, y'all. I have a bad memory. I only remember certain things about the show. So if you hear him talk more about Raw and SmackDown, that's why, because I forget a lot. Do you remember that we have the King of the Ring back after five years, the greatest tournament in wrestling history? So, how do you feel about the King of the Ring being back? They have to do something with that, though. Because, like, William Rachel became King of the Ring. Nothing. Nothing. Wade Barrett became King of the Ring. Nothing. Nothing. Maybe became King of the Ring. Nothing happened. Billy Gunn, King of the Ring. Nothing. Sheamus, King of the Ring. He was WWE champion, but I, I don't know if that was attributed to the King of the Ring. Same uh, thing you could say about Edge. It was Edge. Edge was another one. Yeah. Man, it just—if you're gonna make him King of the Ring, do something with him. Like, yep. make it a story. Don't you don't even gotta win a title because, like, Owen Hart. Owen Hart won King of the Ring, and he was like. A top star after that. In my opinion, anyway. I don't know about you. Oh, no. He definitely was. The King of Hearts? That was yeah. a great gimmick. Yeah. That was awesome. Like, uh-huh. if, if you're going to do it, make a story out of it. Yeah. Like a story I heard Lance Storm say about Andrade and Rey Mysterio. He could turn this into a few. I don't like that. You could tell him. <laughs> Oh man, come on! We, you gotta like it. It's so because you can make Andrade the king and call him Rey Andrade. Rey in Spanish is king, and then he could fight with Rey Mysterio, and they could beef about the name. He could take Rey's mask, and then Dominic comes in and saves everything, and gets beat up by Andrade, and then winds up taking the Rey name. Like, wouldn't it be cool to pass down a Rey name through a feud? No. <laughs> no. Okay. Personally, I find it racist. Well, I, I guess. And if you don't know, y'all, I, I'm Latino. 
I'm actually Puerto Rican. Uh, Lucha. No. No. Lucha. We're not doing the Lucha thing. Uh-huh. Okay. But yeah, like, the King of the Rings going and whatnot. Like, uh, Andred, he um, went on. I remember that part. Samoa Joe won. Cedric Alexander won. Uh-huh. I won, which I, I hated that whole idea of how he won, but he won. Yeah. I guess when he wins, they're going to call him the king of rock and roll. Oh my God, that's going to be horrible. A lot of these things are horrible. <laughs> but what about your idea with King Ricochet? I mean, it's a corny idea, but for those of you that don't know, he was called King Ricochet in the Indies. So it's the easiest idea to go with. You know what I mean? Or you can just look at his Twitter handle that says King Ricochet still. That, yeah. Actually, yeah, that, that's a thing. Granted, there's probably like a lot of other people that will work because like, like he said, the person that wins needs a storyline. Even though I kind of want Ricochet to win just because of the name, there's no storyline behind it, in my opinion. Nope, not really. The Andre thing, it's like, there's a storyline behind that, but nah. <laughs> You don't want the story. I get it. Yeah. So, let's talk about Raw. Which was okay. an actual okay Raw. It wasn't bad. It wasn't good. It was a Raw. <laughs> no, it, it kind of was kind of a little bit good. Yeah, yeah. We have new tag team champions. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's a good thing or not, but whatever. I, I, I like the concept of having two people have the titles, but then have a feud eventually for another title. Yeah. I, I like that. I like the idea. I just don't like it with these two people. Which, the fact of champions are now Braun Strowman and Seth Rollins, who is also the Universal Champion. Who apparently, as we said in the last episode, are going to feud for the Universal title. So. That class of the champions. That, that's, that's a thing. And we had, um... T-R-K-O. I like Forever it. Forever the RKO? I, I guess? I, I guess. I, I don't know, but the, the fusion of the two teams is like, it's great. RKO and the Revival together? Like, this, yeah. Like, I didn't know how much I wanted it until I seen it happen on TV. I was like, oh my god, this is great. And they're like, three-way finisher, I'm calling it the Shatter RKO? The like, Shatter KO? Shatter K- yeah, Shatter KO. That's way better. Like that, that looked at awesome. Yes, that was. And they're going to be fighting for all of the titles on SmackDown, it looks like. Because you have the Revival versus the New Day for the SmackDown tag titles. And then you have Randy versus Kofi for the WWE title. Which I like, but I don't like at the same time. Because the Re- Revival, as far as I know, are Raw guys. For now. For now. Yeah, I like for now they're on Raw, but once the once the wild card thing is over, I'm pretty sure they'll probably be on SmackDown or wherever Randy is. Yeah, it's SmackDown. No, I mean like after the wild card thing, like if oh. Randy on SmackDown. Yeah, I got you. I got you. And Sasha's back and causing havoc and quite a commotion. Is she ever though? Like. What the heck? Like, she was supposed to have an interview with Jerry King Lawler. Don't ask why. Like, it was the King's Court. Like, that that boggled my mind and whatnot. It was um, with the King of the Ring, that's all. I guess so. Also, Corey Graves wasn't there, and supposedly he, um, the King was there, you know, to replace him or whatever for the night. Anyhow, that interview technically didn't go down. It went down later on, but not with Jerry King Lawler, because... Go ahead. Who was it? The Fiend. Oh, I thought you was going to do it like he did la- last time. The Fiend, Bray Wyatt showed up and basically it's took him out. No Bray Wyatt, just The Fiend. Bray Whatever. Wyatt is the guy with the sweater. The Fiend is the guy with the mask. <laughs> Whatever. But, yeah, The Fiend, whatever. Like, um, he appeared behind Jerry King Lawler, which was up the ramp or whatever because he thought he was smart he was like yeah I know what's going to happen he appeared in the ramp Fiend still got him appeared behind him hit him with the mandible claw and he was done for 
outsmart darkness. Huh? You can't outsmart darkness. Basically. <laughs> yes. So back to Sasha. She did this interview with Michael Cole. Basically gave him no answers whatsoever. And then later on, later on in the night when Natty was talking, she attacked Natty. It's like okay, no, no, but you missed something with the uh, um with the Michael Cole thing. I was about to say Jerry Lawler, the Michael Cole thing. She kept talking about her new look. Because for those of you that don't know, she has blue hair now instead of the purple. And like she went, she looks great. Yeah, she does. She does. And like she went on and on about her blue hair. Michael Cole more or less said, I forget the exact quote, but he more or less said, no one cares about your blue hair. Nobody's talking about your blue hair, Sasha. Which, by the way, everybody was talking about her blue hair. (laughs) 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 And, like, he he wanted to know, oh, why did you attack uh, um, Natty and um, Becky last week and whatnot? And I forget what she said before, but the very last thing she said was, you're welcome. You're welcome. And just ran off. But previous to that, Becky Lynch cut this strong, strong promo on Sasha. And it was like, it was so great. And she was so angry and she wanted Sasha's attention. But Sasha just went after Natty. Yep. I have a, I have a weird feeling that we're not going to get the Becky-Sasha match right away. Nah. We might get Becky and Natty. Which I don't mind, because, like, first of all, Natty had a hurt arm. And... She basically looked like she broke her arm again. Like, that's great. Like, I like physical violence. Mind you, Natty again was talking about her dad. And then Sasha, to end it off, she was like, "Um, go to hell. And then she said, "Um, tell your dad I said hi. Like, wow. (laughs) That that was was really dark. Yeah, Yeah. That was up there with, like, Randy Orton's promo about Eddie Guerrero telling Ray, he's not up there. He's down there. You remember that promo? I remember that promo. I was so hurt because I, I, I'm, I'm a big Eddie Guerrero fan, but like it was a good promo regardless. That was funny. Yeah. But yeah, that was basically everything that happened on Raw. Yeah, pretty much. I, I mean, it probably was things here and there, but I guess nothing like noteworthy. Nothing really noteworthy except the stuff we just covered. Yeah. And on SmackDown, there was a couple of things that happened. Yep. Like Friary Talk. <laughs> Right, okay. Hobbit or or Rarick Moen. Oh God! <laughs> so the storyline is someone tried to kill Roman Reigns, and everybody kept saying it was Eric Rowan. It's Eric Rowan. So tonight was the big reveal, and the big reveal is some guy that kind of looks like Eric Rowan's older cousin. Pretty much, it's his Bizarro. And it, like, it was just hilarious because when it was over, they just were standing in a room looking at each other. It's like, okay, someone say something. They just was looking at each other, looking back and forth. That went on for like a good like three minutes. Even Roman looked like, okay, what the heck is going on here? Yeah, it was just so weird. Like we said last week, we're not fans of Roman, but I kind of felt bad for Roman in this storyline. I felt confused for Roman in this story. <laughs> And earlier in the night, Buddy Murphy had another great match against Daniel Bryan. Yeah, that that was a great match. That that I definitely remember. And yeah. and to oh. top it off, right? He actually beat Daniel Bryan. <laughs> like I yeah. didn't see that coming. Right. That was that was a shocker. Yep. He beat him fair too, by the way. Exactly. So Raw and SmackDown was really good this mm-hmm. week. And over the last couple of weeks, they have been really good. Yep. They've been they've been really really good. Oh, and we forgot to talk about Nakamura and Sami Zayn. Oh yeah, the, the, I I don't know how I feel about that. I don't either. I like I really thought, hey, this would be great, and then I'm like, I'm not sure if I really need this or want this. So okay, we had a Miz TV segment, and Miz was going to interview Sami Zayn due to something that happened like. Off air, I don't know if it, it was off air, whatever. I'm wrong. Uh-huh. It was on WWE.com, under the Twitter and whatnot. Apparently, he cursed out a bunch of fans and whatnot. He's gonna interview about him, about, about that. But um, Sammy went on like one of his tangents, like he usually do, and he more or less said he's gonna manage somebody for now on. That person, Nakamura. Like, 
Weird thing. By the way, Nakamura's the Intercontinental Champion, for those of you that don't know. I forgot. <laughs> Go on. And, like, it was weird. Like, now he speaks for him. Nakamura doesn't talk anymore. I guess it's that whole gimmick that he, like, started, like, early in the year. Sorry. No English. I, I, I still think that's racist. <laughs> I still think it's racist. It's definitely racist. But, yeah, like, he, he did it. So, But, um, yeah, um, Miz tried to talk to Nakamura on whatever. Sammy distracted him, and they basically beat up the Miz. So, I guess that's gonna be some feud with one of them against the Miz. I'm kind of thinking it's gonna be Nakamura versus the Miz. Yeah. Which, by the way, like I don't know if you remember this, right? Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be Nakamura versus Ali. They kind of like dropped that. They they dropped that for some reason, but who knows how that's gonna end up? We might see why that got dropped coming up this week because it's going to be Ali versus Buddy Murphy in the King of the Ring qualifying Oh, match. yeah, that's right. That's going to be an awesome match. It's going to be awesome, but my speculation is between Eric Rowan, Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan, somebody's going to distract Buddy Murphy and Ali's going to get the win. Yeah. Also, right, mm-hmm. how about this and whatever, right? It's not the greatest match, but like to continue the storyline with Ali because I kind of feel bad for him, right? He gets inserted this whole like Sami Zayn thing also, and it becomes a tag team match, you know, because the the title's rightfully his. The title match is rightfully his, in my opinion. If they make if they make it a tag team match and then turn it into like a four way, mm-hmm. I really I really want Sami Zayn to just be like, you know what, screw this, and take the Intercontinental title from Nakamura. It would it would be great. That'd be great, or give it to Ali. Like I'd be good with that too. Yeah. Either way, like, it's so many possibilities as long as Miz doesn't walk out with it. It just, it's so many things can happen. Yeah. Mind you, I'm a huge uh, Miz fan. He could tell you I vouched for Miz since the beginning. But, like, yeah, I don't want to see him come out as IC champion here. I'm not a big Miz fan. (laughs) But, yeah. um, What else is in the criteria, then? Are we done with the review? Yeah. Let's speculate on the the Class of the Champions card. Class of the Champions, okay. So we have the Universal title match, Braun Strowman versus Roman. Uh-huh. I mean, not Roman, Rollins. They're interchangeable people. Pretty much, pretty much. We have um, the WWE title match, um, Randy Orton versus Kofi. Yep. SmackDown tag team title match, Revival the versus um, The New Day. Big E and yep. Xavier Woods. You have to point out wh- who is in it because they're they're interchangeable with the tag team titles. Basically, and then we possibly have Nakamura, Ali, Sami Zayn, and Miz all wrapped up in an intercontinental title feud. Yep. As far as the U.S. title, I I really don't know who it would be. Basically, because AJ Styles has it, but he needs a good opponent. So who knows how that's going to wind up. Also, sure. yeah, I'm just about to say sure. that. We'll fight each other for the SmackDown Women's title. Yeah, Charlotte and Bailey. And Sasha will probably fight Natty or Becky at Class of the Champions. Yep. And that's what the card is shaping up to be so far. Oh, and the end of the King of the Ring will happen at Class of the Champions. Oh, it is? Yep. Okay, okay. And that'll be a thing. Yeah. So I didn't know that, that the um, King of the Ring was going to be there. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I can't think of any more matches. Like, you would think it being called Class and Champions, like, every match would be a title match, but I guess not, because, like, we're possibly going to have Sasha versus Becky, so. But, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's nothing on the line there. Like, it gets a few, so. We're probably going to get a few more of those. But for some reason, like, Class of the Champions, the last couple ones have just been regular shows. Like, they haven't all been championships on the line. Yeah. That's what I want. Like, let the championships be on the line if it's called Class of Champions. Yeah, it's only like it's usually like one or two titles that's not there. Like, probably the cruiserweight title w- won't be there, or if it is, it's probably be on the uh, the freaking um, what you call it, the pre-show. Or the women's tag team. Yeah. What other title is this there that nobody uses? That's probably it. Since. 
since the NXT like um thing, right? Do you think NXT is gonna be on like the main roster pay per views or not? I was I was just thinking that, and I want to say it's too quick because the show would just have started a week before. Okay. Just a little bit too quick before they show up on the main roster pay per views. Yeah. I can eventually see them being on the main roster pay per views. Okay. See what happens. Yep. Yeah, like I don't have any more ideals for Clash of Champions. Really, Clash of Champions not really like a big pay per view to me. Like I could take it or leave it for real, for real. It's just one of those throwaway pay per views. But every time we say it's a throwaway pay-per-view, somebody winds up doing something that's really good. We go, oh my God, that was a great pay-per-view. Pretty much. Pretty much. That's the thing, Willis. <laughs> so let's look at the news outside of WWE. Okay. We just signed Tony Schiavone. How do you feel about that? I mean, it's good for them, I guess, because Tony Schiavone is a good commentator. Great commentator, may I say. Because, like, I'm a big fan of MLW. Those of you that don't know, look it up on YouTube. Possibly on TV, I, I don't know, but I watch it on YouTube. Yeah, they're on TV, they're on being Sports. Okay. But, um, yeah, he's great there and whatnot, so he'll probably be great on, you know, AEW and whatnot. So I'm, I'm okay with it. As long as he could do both. All out on, is... Um, AEW, by the way. Like, we discussed that a little bit, but I think it got cut off on the other podcast. Um, I have a lot of negatives and positives about it. The negatives are pretty much what they're doing to the outside of regular wrestling, what they're doing to the indies and what they're doing to other promotions. Oh. Like they're picking people and like they're every, every place around them are falling apart. Like I understand what you guys are doing, but you're going to take away some of the key parts of what makes the indies the indies. Like, anybody that's been hot over the last three years is all swooped up in AEW. From the podcast, I knew that this was going to happen because he's really cool with Conrad, who is really cool with AEW and a lot of people there. I kind of definitely seen this happening. Yeah. Like, this didn't come This didn't come as a shock to me. This was, like, I definitely saw it happening. Then him combined with JR, too, you know? They they signed Golden Boy. Golden Boy. Yes, the um the announcer from the um the gaming league. He was at CEO. Remember when they had Fighter Fest? He was a guy at Fighter Fest with them. He was he's the commentator for CEO Sports and Gaming, and I'm not sure if it's Evo. Really, like he's really popular, and he was last year when Kenny Omega did CEO with New Japan. He was calling, he was called on the action, and this year at AEW Fighter Fest, he was called on the action with JR, and he was really good. And now he's officially signed to AEW. Not um, Excalibur, the other guy, right? Not not Excalibur, the other guy, the, the Spanish guy. Okay, okay, I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah, he's he's really good, and that was. That was a great addition from them. I, I like where they're going. Like, now that they have, like, about seven announcers, that's leading me to think, like, there's a little bit something more going on because you got too many announcers. Basically. Why would you have too many announcers? They'll probably have, like, a Thunder-type show. Are you down? Oh, that's a WCW I'm, reference? That's what I'm thinking because it's a little bit something that doesn't make sense. So, yeah. Let's see where that goes. Yeah. Cassidy, Marco Stunt. It's like everybody that, that was hot, they just grabbed and said, hey, you're coming with us. Now is now they have to rebuild the indies, which is which is not gonna take long, but a lot of companies depended on some of those people and now they're uh-huh. going. I'm glad that they're building their rosters and are making competition for WWE, but I just didn't like the way they went about grabbing some of the talent. Because it's talent in Ring of Honor. It's talent in other places that you could have grabbed. But you grabbed all these indie guys. Like To me, it was like you grabbed the people who are just getting hot and said, you're getting hot, I'm grabbing you. That was that was a little premature. Yeah. I think you should just grab some established people that's out there, 
some former WWE guys, Ring of Honor guys, Impact people. Let them bring them in and just like, hey, let's let's rock out. But that that's how I feel about that situation. Like as far as the shows and stuff, I'm I'm okay with it. Yeah, the show I'm okay, okay with it too, but I don't know why. Like I feel like the higher ups, meaning Cody, the Bucks and whatever, right? They have like mm-hmm. this war mentality, us versus them. They they want they want to destroy everyone so they could be number one. And we see what being number one causes. So I don't want that. But their thing was their thing before starting this was they they didn't like the number one. So now it's we have a chance to be number one and we're gonna be number one. That's that doesn't make sense. Nope. It's like this whole bipolar nature to it. Like, oh no, we're we're not uh, at war with them. Yes, we are. No, we're not. Yes, we are. No, we're not. It's like Zodiac Man from WCW. Look him up. But now he's he doesn't have a mentality now because he actually has the opposite mentality because he remembers how WCW was, how he just laid back and let them get their foothold in, and they basically damaged WWE. He doesn't want that to happen again. And with my thoughts is, dude, if your product is good, you're going to win. No matter what, they're going to win because WWE is making so much money. So just lay back. It's it's a lot of bipolar actions. By no means are we like condoning the actions that WWE does. The reason we're not doing that is because everybody knows that they're trash and they do a lot of bad things. The reason why we're so hard on AEW is you're new. You're starting a new mold. You're doing everything new. You could change the way people look at certain wrestling companies, but you're doing that same thing that WWE is doing. Like it does. Like you can change the. You could have been like, hey, you know what? We don't care what they're doing. We're gonna do our thing. That's what you should have did, and everybody would have respected you more. Now it's like, oh, we don't like the beef. I actually see a different thing though, right? Like. Okay. I don't see them doing the same thing that the B's doing. I see them doing what WCW did. You know what I mean? Okay. Taking shots, taking shots, taking shots. Oh, Mick Foley's going to win the WWE Championship. Don't watch them. You know, that type of thing. You know? Like... If they, they do that, then they're, they're garbage. Yeah. They're garbage. They don't need to take shots. Just, you know, focus on what you're doing and forget what they're doing. I don't know how true it was, but Vince is quoted saying like he really didn't care what WCW was doing. He was focusing on what was happening on Raw. You know what I mean? And obviously he won. So like if it's true, you know what I mean? You need to focus. WWE's not taking so many shots, but they're scared and they shouldn't be scared either. Neither one should worry about the other. You two are two different people. Just do your own things. Yeah, you don't see any of the other companies like you know, complaining or like taking shots or whatever. Well, I don't see it. I don't know if you see it. And no, I see that they little like, throw their little shots, but nobody really pays attention. Yeah. Speaking of AEW, some news that John Moxley is a little bit injured. Okay. His elbow is banged up from wrestling in New Japan. They don't know if it's an infection or just banged up, but. He's trying to work through the injuries. He he wrestled Pentagon with an injured elbow, but in a few weeks he has Kenny Omega. So hopefully he can come give Kenny Omega everything that he got because that's a match that a lot of people are looking for. It's a staff infection, Pally. <laughs> How about that, Phil? <laughs> I'm, I, 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 I it might be a staff infection. It, it, they said it could be. Hope, wow. Hopefully, like y'all get that joke. Hopefully. Speaking of him, let's let's jump into that news. That, that was weird. Yeah. His agent is trying to contact WWE, well, specifically Fox, so he could be on a WWE post wrestling talk show on FS1. Wait a minute. Pronouns, pal. M. Punk's personal assistant is contacting him. His agent. That's what I meant to say. Like. 
why is your agent trying to t- get you back in the WWE when you don't want to be in WWE? Oh, you hate them. I hate wrestling. Wrestling's fake. Like, even if it's on, like, even if it's on Fox, it's, like, it's still connected to WWE. Yeah. Even though you'll be working through Fox, you'll be working through WWE. And that's just weird that you would, that you're, I don't know if your agent did it behind your back, was like, hey, I'm going to do this. Or, or, let's throw out the conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. This was a move to shake everybody up so they would think, hey, I'm not going to AEW when in two weeks when All Out shows up. Hey, I'm in, a- I'm in AEW. That could be a thing. That, that definitely could be a thing. That That's the way he works, so I'm more leaning to him being in AEW. Yeah. Let's talk about our other favorite promotion, MLW. Okay. I okay. The tag team division—they need a tag team division because it's literally three tag teams there. Well, four now. It's four tag teams. They have a tag title. They have tag titles. Four tag teams. And through the course of the whole entire tag team title run, it's been two people with them. It was um, the Heart Foundation, I guess. You know. Trying to implement more tag teams and something that you have been asking for a lot. All right. A women's division. A women's division? Yes. They need one. They need one. The Hurt Dynasty now. No, they're the Hurt Found um yeah, the Hurt Foundation, the Dynasty, they're not hearts. Oh. <laughs> All right. I was wrong. <laughs> um Byron Reed and his tag team partner, Slim Shady, or whatever his name is. Wait, they're a tag team? Totally. I mean, those guys. They're, they're kind of a squad. It's um, Byron Reed, the other guy whose name escapes me, and Koto. Koto Khan. I mean, Koto Brazil. Yeah. Koto Khan. <laughs> and Slim Shady. Yeah. Which one used to be part of the squad? I don't know, like what's going on there, but yeah. I haven't seen him in MLW in a while. Me neither. We got the Von Erichs. Von Erichs, yeah. Um, the Parks, I, I guess they're a team? They, they could be a team if they wanted to. They could. The Contra Code. Contra Code, yeah. They, but I just feel they like... They have a few tag teams. They just... They need more. They have a few tag teams, but none of them have been involved with the tag team title thing except Dynasty and Heart. Yeah. That's it. So the women's division, there's a lot of women out there that aren't signed, and I hope they show up at MLW. They could, they could use a great women's division. Yep. Right. And that would, that would be fun. Right now, correct me if I'm wrong, because you know more about MLW mm-hmm. than I do. They only have um, the Dynasty's manager. Which she might only be a manager, and they have Selena de la Renta, which she trained to be a wrestler. So you never know; she might eventually step in the ring. Yeah, she used to be a wrestler. I used to watch her. She's she's good. Yeah. She's good. So those are the only two that's there right now. But you could grab you could grab some people from the Indies, Holly Dead, um, Thunder Rosa. Rosa, yeah, I know her. <laughs> There's a couple people that's out there that's not signed. Mercedes Martinez. She's not signed to anybody? Oh, Mar- oddly enough, she's not signed to anybody. That's weird. Okay, I could have sworn like that they picked her up, but it's not. No. She's out. Just floating around. I don't think that's okay. <laughs> no, it's not. Could that be like, I don't know, we discussed it last time. Did they be picked up Santana Garrett? Yeah, we didn't discuss it, but yeah, that was a good that was a good move on WWE. Yeah, good move. The um, they could like pick up um some defiant wrestling people like uh, Kanji was one. Yeah. You know what? You they could grab a bunch of defiant wrestling people. Yep, wrestling circus could that shut down too? There's just a lot of talent out there that MLW can just scoop up. Uh-huh. That's pretty, pretty bad. Yep. And I I enjoy MLW, even though it's not the biggest company. I I, I like it. 
Yeah, because it has it just has something. I don't know what it is. It just has this feel of like a good sports entertainment wrestling show. Yeah. It's like a companion piece to Impact. Impact is really good and so is MLW. Uh-huh. It's like these two shows you don't hear many people talk about, but there's such good shows and you're like, wow, like I can't wait to see what happens next week. Like only problem Impact has is in bad business practices. But you don't really notice it unless you're really paying attention and like you know. You know what I mean? Yeah, if you just look at the shows, it like it's great. But once you find out what what's going on behind the scenes and what's going on on television, you're like, dude, like you guys can do better. Like for example, like LAX, like why they're not there, you know what I mean? Like they they let their contracts expire. Like LAX was a great like it's one of their biggest tag teams. You just let them not be under contract, and it was like, dude, come on. Yeah. Like that was a real bad business move. Then they like they probably still have a couple tapings or whatever that they'll be there. But when they all of a sudden up and disappear, it's like, now what? Because that's what they did. The yeah. Santana already posted on Twitter. He's out. He said he's out. He's injured on TV. Yeah. He's just waiting for Ortiz to leave. Yep. That's man, that's, that's crazy. <laughs> so, question: uh-huh. This big debate has been on Twitter that I've I've hated. All it's been for the last four days. It's this big debate that somebody started, and I don't, I don't get it, and I have a theory why they started it. That four days, like I, I just heard about it yesterday. Wow. Yeah, it's been like four days. I just don't... I don't get it. Why? The, the thing is, the debate that's online, people are saying HBK is not in the top five best wrestlers of all time. And it's... The person who said it was like... They were explaining their thoughts on HBK, but everything that they were explaining were 2003 and up. And that boggled my mind. I was like, wait a minute. So you've never seen Dust Shawn Michaels, DHBK, D one and only, the person with every wrestler in in wrestling since has patterned their style after? Their their theory is just like HBK from 2003. They never saw DHBK, the person that everybody patented their whole entire career after. The person that everybody talked about for so many years. Like, what? Yeah, get what? get out of here with that. Like, Shawn Michaels was one of my uh, like favorite wrestlers. Shawn will forever be in the top five for me because I watched him come up from Shawn Michaels in the Rockers. I remember when he was part of the Rockers and he broke out on his own and like from day one I was like oh my god he's gonna be great. Literally he broke out. He broke that window. (laughs) Point of phrase that we use all the time me and him we use it all the time when there's a tag team we go who's gonna be the Janetti? Yeah. Janetti was his tag team partner that totally failed. Yeah. But what do you what do you think of these younger kids who have no idea who D. Shawn Michaels was, and where do you actually rank him in your top five? Uh, see, cause we're, we're old, y'all. So we we've been watching like wrestling's like the golden age and whatnot. So my view's probably different from most people. Probably even different from yours, right? Mm-hmm. I probably have top five. In each era, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, for example, like he's number one in the new gen, right? Oh yeah. Not number one in like the attitude era, because he was there for for a lot of it. He he kicked off the attitude era. Not too many people remember that, because like you know he left for the injury and whatever. Yeah. But yeah, like. Attitude area, he's probably like number three. I would, in the attitude era, I would give him number three. Yeah, I give him. Because Stone Cold and The Rock like was above him after a while. Definitely. 
they took off the Attitude Era. But Sean was like, Sean is the man. Any of your favorite wrestlers right now, you can ask them, Yo, who's your favorite wrestler? They're going to say Shawn Michaels. And not only his wrestling, but like, I'll give you an example. It wasn't the greatest match, but the storyline behind it and like the emotion, like you felt that. Um, I forget which WrestleMania it was. So you probably remember the number, right? But Shawn Michaels versus Ric Flair when Shawn Michaels ended uh, Ric Flair's career. WrestleMania 24. 24? Like that ending, like... I don't cry much, but that had me in tears. Like, Sean, right before you kicked them, I'm sorry. I love you. Click. Like, little little things like that. You know? The match versus him and Undertaker the next year was, like, the best match ever. Like, to me, actresses alone sold it for me. Yeah, like, people don't, like, they don't know who Shawn Michaels is. Like, Guys, go back and watch him versus Vader. Go watch him versus Bret Hart. Watch him versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh-huh. Like, he was... He's legendary. Dude, he, he had a match with Owen Hart that was a match on Raw that stole the show. And it was like, Jesus, like, that was a great match. <laughs> like, for people to just be like, oh, he's not top five. He's Triple H's sidekick. Dude, if you... And th- I'm sorry, I cut you off. Go ahead. No, if you even consider him Triple H's sidekick, you don't deserve to watch wrestling. Seriously. Exactly. Maybe if you started watching around the time when Sean came back and they like brought back the X and whatever, it looked that way. But if you really analyze the situation, they would not be a Triple H if there was no Sean. Not at all. It's so what? Who got in trouble for it? The game, I guess. <laughs> yeah. We still be the aristocrat. Hunter Hearst Helmsley. <laughs> wow, pal. You didn't have to go back that far. The blue blood. I bow to. All right, all right. <laughs> we'll bring back Jean-Paul Levesque. Like, like, seriously, though. Like, seriously. Then, what noteworthy match did he have? I can name one, and it, it's not a good one. Wait, who? Paul? Yeah. I, well, I, I can't really pull a noteworthy match from back then, but go ahead. What is this? The Slot Bucket match versus Henry O'Godwin? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Shawn Michaels is having um, ladder matches, for heaven's sake, but yet Triple H, the game, is having a Slot Bucket match. Or was it a pig pen match? I know it was a, a feud against Henry O'Godwin. It was actually both. I think they had both matches. Yeah, but okay. Uh, uh, Shawn Michaels is the sidekick. Does anybody remember the curtain call? No. But like, if you go to 2003, 2004, Shawn was slowing down then. But how does, how does on WrestleMania 25, how does him versus Undertaker outshine Triple H versus Randy Orton for the world title. Seriously? Like, you, he's like he's the sidekick? Yeah. yeah. But I was going to go into, like, some politics game here, too. Dude, the match versus Ric Flair was on the same card as a triple threat match with John Cena and Randy Orton and Triple H for the WWE title. But that's the sidekick, though. I don't even remember that match. <laughs> exactly. So you're really, and then somebody said, I don't understand how he's Mr. WrestleMania. We literally just talked about how he's Mr. WrestleMania. He steals the show. Um, Dolph Ziggler, the, the um, show stealer and all that. He doesn't actually call himself that, but he says he always steals the show. He stole that from Sean. Like, let's be honest. <laughs> literally, if you take Dolph Ziggler's face off of Dolph Ziggler, you have Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Everything from top up, from bottom up, he is Shawn Michaels. Yeah. I guess he gets less respect, but, like, you know? Exactly, because he doesn't have that dickheadness that Shawn Michaels has. Like, when Shawn Shawn was dickhead Shawn, man, there was nothing nobody could do. And, like, that's what I was going to point out. Like, dickhead Shawn, right? Mm Mm-hmm. The curtain call. 
for those of you that don't know, it wasn't a house show and whatever, right? Madison Square Garden. Oh, Madison Square Garden, okay. It was a tag team match. Who, who mm-hmm. was the team? I know there was two good guys, two bad guys. It, no, it wasn't even a tag team match. It was the main event was a steel cage match between Diesel and Shawn Michaels. Oh, okay. So at the end of it, Diesel, which is Kevin Nash, Razor, which is Scott Hall, Hunter Hearst, Triple H, and Shawn Michaels all came out. Mind you, mm-hmm. at this time, like kills and faces were completely different. They were not supposed to hang out, nothing like that. Like. The lines were not blurred like they are now. You know what I mean? Like, Sasha Banks getting cheered and whatever for, like, the dastardly things she's doing now, that would have gone down back then. She would have got booed. Exactly. You know what I mean? But you have two faces and two heels celebrating at the end because Scott Hawk and Ash, Razor, and Diesel were going to WCW. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Razor and Diesel couldn't get in trouble for it because they were leaving. Sean... Didn't get in trouble for it. The sidekick didn't get in trouble for it because you know what I mean he was the top guy, quote unquote. The sidekick, yeah. The so-called leader. Because allegedly, he was supposed to like go into a match. Like he's supposed to win King of the Ring, and that was supposed to lead into a match against Sean for the title. Yep, that was but, that was how it was gonna go. But since the um, curtain call happened and whatever, he got punished and whatever. And you know what I mean the whole slot bucket pig pen match thing happened and he had a long like losing streak after that. I wanna say like around that time he lost against Ultimate Warrior like in like ten seconds or something. It was like everybody they put him up against he lost. Like they punished the hell out of him. Yeah. But yet like Sean's a sidekick though, right? Mind you, mm-hmm. one more thing, right? And I said his name was Hunter Hearst. Helmsley, right? Yep. Sean is the one that came up with Triple H. Exactly. So you you tell me, like, how is he the sidekick? He's not. Sean Sean is literally top five every every wrestler and ninety percent of the wrestler fans that have been watching before two thousand and three has Shawn Michaels in their top five. Seriously. Many people say he like invented super kick, which is not true, but he's the one that I believe popularized it and like he, he made it fake. He made yeah, it fake. Exactly, because if not mistaken, it was uh the British guy, I forget his name right now. What, Chris Adams? Chris Adams, yes. They say like he invented it. He did he did, but because we didn't have TV like that. It wasn't like we didn't really think of it like, oh, he stole it from him. Yeah. We couldn't see it. So, like Sean saying it, we didn't know. Yeah, it didn't matter. It, not at all. But Sean, Sean is the model of all of your wrestling favorites. So, that's the thing, guys. Like, yep. Like, if, like, you, if you're going to say something, say, for, in my opinion, I think, but. If you haven't watched for like a long time, you wouldn't know that Sean is who Sean is. Basically. Anything else you want to add? No, I'm, I'm good. I think I spoke my piece on that because that actually made me really angry. Yeah, it made me angry too. I just have to, I just be like, hey, how are you a wrestling fan and you are saying Sean Michaels is not as good as he is? Basically, like if there was a Mount Rushmore wrestling he should be considered I don't know if he would actually be on it but he would be considered I'm pretty sure he would be on it and the reason I say he would be on it not only did he give great matches not only did he give great promos not only was he a good character he influenced so many new people he Uh influenced whole generation every time you hear somebody say something they always talk about Shawn Michaels Kevin Owens like when Shawn Michaels started working in the PC, he was like, "Yo, I'm so mad I got called up because I wanted to work with Shawn Michaels. I'm so jealous of those guys." <laughs> Man, like Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano, all of those guys are down there marking out every time Shawn Michaels is there. Uh-huh. Adam Cole, 
talking to you this week, and he was like, dude, I have to pinch myself every time I realize that Shawn Michaels is right there next to me. He's like, he's like the greatest wrestler ever. See, they, the problem is they judge because they see his recent work. The guy exactly. is old. He's not going to be the same guy he was years ago. You know what I mean? Of course. Same thing could, could be said about Undertaker, you know? Even though Undertaker's last, last match was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty good. Speaking of that, there's a rumor going around. But continue your point, and then we're going to get to the rumor. Yeah, I, I guess that, that was my point, though. Like, they're judging by Shawn Michaels' last match, possibly. Like, that yeah. could be another possibility why people think this. Which, by the way, like, Triple H didn't make that match any better. Yeah, like, to be honest, Shawn should have stuck to what he said. I'm never coming back. Yeah. By the way, like, Triple H actually was the only one to get injured in that match. Just throwing that out there. Basically. <laughs> oh, but there's a rumor. And it is a Saudi Arabian rumor, so don't get too mad about it. <laughs> okay. That we could possibly get the dream match we've always wanted, and I don't know how I feel about it because I'm so scared. Okay. There's a possibility that we could get Taker versus Sting. Um, I want it, but don't want it. Exactly. Like I feel like I want it because I want it to happen, but I'm scared because, uh, like, they're old and they could get hurt. Like you don't know, but like I'm. I want it, like, in my insides, I want it. I'm like, yes, we should have this. But in my, everything else is like, no, I don't think we should do this. We should just let this one go by. At least they don't knock themselves out like Goldberg did. Yeah. But, man, like, I'm I'm surprised that that's even considered. Yeah. I mean, the Saudi Arabia shows, like, Evidently, the guy who pays for it, like, I don't know, like, he's a king or whatever. He... Huh? He's a king. Yeah. He's, like, a real big fan of the Attitude Era and, like, such. So, like, you know, he wants a lot of old people to go. He wants Yokozuna, Vader. He wants all the dead people to show up. Pretty much. Rest in peace, by the way, if y'all didn't know, like, they both were dead. Yeah, but they're good. Sorry. But yeah, that's, I think that's all we got for the podcast this week. Yeah. Next week will be the our go-home show for All Out. So All Out is next... Wait, is it next Saturday? I think it is next Saturday. Yeah, it's next Saturday. All Out is next Saturday. In the podcast, we will have our predictions and set up for, for All Out. We're, we're going to be all in on I guess. (laughs) That was cheesy. I need to get better lines. Pretty much, but it's okay. We're starting out, folks. Like, don't don't judge. We're starting out. (laughs) We'll we'll get better with time. And thanks to the three people that listened last week. You guys are awesome. (laughs) Tony's gonna be three people. And we were two of those three people. Shout out to that other one person. Thanks, guys. (laughs) A girl. Now we're officially on Spotify, so you can listen to us on Spotify. That officially became a thing. Uh, We have a YouTube channel now, so like, if you don't want to go to any of the other things and you just want to go on YouTube, you could go there. Uh, And yeah, like you go to YouTube, like we have everything else like uh, uh, linked there. Like we're on so many things right now, like it's hard to remember right now. Yep, and we will be on social media and put our stuff out there. Yeah. So if you see the link, just click on it. It'll take you right to the to the podcast. Oh, and also, if you are interested, you don't have to, but if you want to support the podcast and whatnot, we have merch. We have shirts and hoodies and stuff that you could wear. Bags, hats. We we have bags. We... Yeah. You name it, we pretty much have it. We have stuff. Come on, guys, get some of our stuff. Yeah. Um, again, like you go to the YouTube, everything will be linked there. I don't know if I can link it. You know, I mean, to like uh, um, this right here, wherever you listen to it, the podcast itself. But yeah, for sure, for sure, it's gonna be on YouTube and our social medias and whatnot. Yep. 
So you got anything else to add? No, I'm good. I just had to like add the, you know, the merch. The plug. The plugs. We, yep. we plug everything. <laughs> so how do you want to end it? Goodbye. Have a good time. Ah, screw that. We're out. <laughs> <laughs>